bags are everywhere, aren't they? You're thinking our uh, janitorial service doesn't do a very good job picking up in here if you came in, saw all of them. You know, bags, you you see them everywhere. People uh, carry lunch bags to school or to work. Um, We carry doggy bags out of restaurants, and I don't know why they call them doggy bags, because we know the dog's not getting what's in the bag. But um, the grocery store, they'll always ask me, they'll say, paper or plastic? And I'll always say, no, I brought my own bags because I prefer to recycle they, this week, I finally picked up lawn bags. My wife's been on me. She's like, we need more lawn bags. Can you pick some up? And so I got those. Uh, every day, just about, I take a trash bag to the, to the garage. I've got a golf bag, and when I want to ruin a perfectly good walk, I get it and go. And I was looking around my house, and I thought, I've got, I've got bags everywhere. I am surrounded by bags. We've got several uh, sleeping bags, we've got book bags, we've got a beach bag, we've got several camera bags and laptop bags, we've got vacuum bags, Ziploc bags, cooking bags, even have a few duffel bags in our house. We have all kinds of tea bags, and I mean seriously, a lot of tea bags around the house, cosmetic bags, several handbags, uh, go out in my car, I've got airbags in there, and once in a while I even got bags under my eyes. So. <laughs> now, here's a bag that I love, and anybody that knows me knows that normally this bag is with me wherever I go. I, I just, I love this bag. And I keep all kinds of things in this bag. I have my, my wallet and keys. I hate carrying a wallet. I keep my iPhone in here, unless I'm in the store walking around. I keep medication. I've got aspirin and eye drops and Benadryl. I've got hand lotion, and I know this is starting to sound like a purse, isn't it? (laughs) It's a bag. It's a man bag. (laughs) I keep pens. I've got notebooks in here. I've got a laser pointer. Uh, Sometimes I carry my laptop in this bag. It's a great bag, and I love it. Sometimes uh, it's kind of funny, we'll be, Cindy and I'll be going somewhere, and I'll run in and grab my bag to take with us, and she's like, do you really need to bring the bag? And so, good husband that I am, I'm go, well, I guess not. And so, I'll grab my keys, get my wallet, and get my iPhone, and we'll get in the car, and we're heading somewhere. A little ways down the road, Cindy will go, do you have any shout wipes? I'm like, no, they're in the bag. <laughs> okay. Do you have any hand sanitizer? No, it's in the bag. A little while later, she's like, well, do you have cough drops? Let me guess, they're in the bag. You should have brought your bag. I mean, it's, it's just funny. Baggage. We all have it. There's a game show on TV. I'm not, do, do not raise your hand, but I'm, you know, just curious. You can catch me afterwards. If you've ever seen this show called Baggage. Now, Jerry Springer is the host, which should tell you a whole lot. 
And I am not recommending, in fact, turn to your neighbor and say, he is not recommending the show. Okay, the, the, the morals are, are out to lunch. And the only reason, I know you're going, well, why do you watch it, Pastor? But Cindy, when she's working out, a lot of times will watch the game show network. And so sometimes I'll kick the TV on, not realizing that's the station and there'll be a game show on. But this show comes on, and so I'll catch the front end of it. But basically... It's kind of like the dating game. You have three contestants that are kind of competing to win the eye of a prospective date. And each of the contestants has three bags. They have a a small bag, a medium bag, and a large bag. And so what they do is they will reveal what's inside the bag. It's like a secret fault or a shocking fact about the person. The bigger the bag the more, um, let's say, the bigger the secret. And as they reveal what's in the bag, they open it up and you get to read whatever the the fact is, the audience goes wild. I did say Jerry Springer show, right? But they reveal reveal things like, uh, I can't hold a job because I play Xbox all night. And that's, that's the baggage that they bring. Or... I've cheated on my last five wives, you know. I do not go on a date without my mom or, you know, those kinds of things. And, and so the, the prospective date kind of eliminates the contestants. Each round, you, you have them being dismissed, so to speak, based on baggage. Stuff that they look at what's on the plate and they go... I just can't deal with that. And so they've got this line that says, you just got too much baggage. And the crowd joins in with them. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of a mixture when I've caught a a, a few rounds of this because part of me is disgusted. And part of me is just sadness. As the contents of the bag are revealed... And and I'm sure that a lot of it's staged. I cannot imagine going on national TV and revealing some of the stuff that they reveal. Contents of the bag. They're just not pretty. And I was thinking, that's how it is with baggage, isn't it? Sometimes it's just not pretty. In fact, I believe there's another kind of bag that we all carry. And it's not something that we show off on the game show set. In fact, it's just a bag we carry. Sometimes we carry several of them. We take them everywhere with us. We never put them down. And we hope that nobody notices that we're carrying a bag. And friends, these bags can get heavy. In fact, sometimes they get heavier and heavier and heavier, and they just wear you down. And I believe when we start out in life, when you were really, really young, you have no sense of burden. Your, your mindset is not jaded yet. And in fact, you're, you're full of hope, right? When you're young, 
full of optimism in life. Nothing really weighs you down when you're really young. You you are bag-free. You don't have one of these. And then one day, someone says, you're never going to mount to anything. Man, you're a disappointment. You're such a waste. And without realizing it, you start carrying the bag. I mean, these bags, they come in all shapes and all sizes. You know, maybe a, a friend, maybe someone that, that you love betrays you. Maybe someone you admire, that, that you've looked up to, they fail you. And you find you got another bag. And before long, you're running around with different bags in your life. In fact, some of the bags are full of all kinds of negative things. And I'm convinced that some bags that we carry talk to us on a regular basis. I mean, they whisper to us, you're not good enough. Never will be. No no one could ever love you. You can't trust anybody. Your life, it's a mess. You're on your own, man. It's it's your fault. Even God, even God doesn't care. Those whispers are coming from the bag. Some some of us carry bags of doubt in our, in our lives. The fact is we, we doubt ourselves. We, we doubt that we're going to get through the situation. We, we doubt that we're ever going to see an end to the pain. In fact, we even doubt God sometimes. It's a bag we carry. Some, some carry a great big bag of guilt in their life. You know, made a bad decision. It came with a high price. You, you said something. You did something that, that you wish you could take back. But you can't. you can't. You can't forgive yourself. In fact, if the truth were known, not only can you not forgive yourself, you punish yourself. You, you sabotage your life. Because you carry a bag of guilt. Some carry a bag of fear. You, you fear you can't make it. You fear that someone's going to walk out on you. You know, you fear that you're going to be alone in life. You fear the future. Some of you, maybe your, your bag of fear, maybe it's you fear for your kids. You, you fear for your finances or something that's taking place with your job. Maybe, maybe you just fear that somebody's going to find out. That your sin's going to get exposed. For some, the bag's addiction. Something that you battle with. You know, perhaps it's in that bag you, you realize that you're on a performance treadmill and, and you just keep running and running and running and it's just the bag that you carry. For some, it bags serious illness that you're battling. It might be uh, something that you look in the bag and it's just broken dreams or a broken heart or a shameful past. And we all carry bags, different kinds of bags, bags of resentment, 
Bags of unforgiveness, anger, frustration, disappointment. In fact, I believe it's even possible that some today are carrying spiritual baggage. You've been carrying it for most of your life. You, you, you're trying to find a, approval. You're trying to find salvation by doing. You're trying to be good enough. Trying to earn your way to heaven. But you realize you fall short, don't you? All the time. And the reality is, you have traded in a relationship with God for a bag of religion. bag of religious rules. And that's weighing you down. That thou shall, thou shall not type of living, it just weighs you down. All kinds of bags. Trust me, we all have them. Every one of us carry them. And today what I want to do is challenge you. I want to challenge every single person here to to prayerfully and honestly face the reality that you got a bag or you got a bunch of bags. And I know if you're anything like me, it's really uncomfortable to admit that I've got baggage. It's uncomfortable. And so, so what you do, you just, you carry, you just carry it. And you hope nobody notices that you've got a bag. For, for some of you who've been carrying the baggage so long that you're just comfortable with it. This is true. One time I was searching for my bag. Know where it was? I'm like, where's my bag at? Oh, okay, there's my bag. But you can get really comfortable. You wear it long enough, you forget. At times, I think we even try and convince ourselves that we like carrying the bag. Each bag's different. Some are heavy. Some just have a few things in them. Some of them are so loaded that they're busting at the seams. Some bags you have been carrying for so long, they are weathered and worn out. And others are just dirty inside. But make no mistake, we all have bags. I know as I've been talking about this, talking about that you have a bag, for for some of you, you're resisting. You don't want to think about it. In fact, you'd prefer to pretend and ignore it. But friends, today, make today the day that you acknowledge that you got a bag, that you choose to go the way that Job did. I like what Job had to say. Job 7, 11 says, Therefore I will not keep what? Silent. I will speak out in anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Let today be the day that we're no longer silent. Let today be the day that we admit what we are carrying, that that we bring it into the light, that we are willing to quit hiding, denying, pretending. And friends, let God do what God does. You know, what bag are you carrying today? Name them. Name each one of them. One day Jesus saw a group of people that 
I believe were carrying a lot of bags. They were weighed down. They were worn down. They, they were struggling. In fact, they were struggling so much that they weren't sure where to go. They weren't sure where to find relief. They weren't sure where to find life. And Jesus looked and it broke Jesus' heart. And he says to them, he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light. Jesus spoke to the soul of the people that were gathered that day. And I believe every generation since then, as the pace has picked up, as the complexity of life has increased, I think those words have become more and more appealing. I mean, anybody wore down? Anybody feel hopeless? Anybody feel like things are never going to change? Anybody feel like they're never going to change? Anybody realize today that you quit living at some point and now you're just surviving? I mean, what's Jesus say when we feel that way? He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Not the kind of rest that you can do on your own. Not the kind of rest that a nap will do for you or going to bed a little bit early. Not, not the kind of rest that an extended vacation can give you. No, he says, come to me and I will give you rest for your what? Soul. Rest for your soul. I was thinking about, what, what, what's that mean? What kind of rest is that? When, when I think of a rested soul, I think about peaceful soul, a secure soul, a whole soul that's not shattered, an unhurried soul, an unthreatened soul. I think about a soul that's free, a soul that's full of joy, that's filled with the wonderment of life, a soul that's able to love and be loved, a soul that's spiritually alive. Jesus says, come to me if you're weary, if you're burdened, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. Friends, some of you need that more than you need anything in your life today. How do you find that rest for your soul? Well, Jesus says the first thing you need to do is come to him. And I believe for us really to get a handle on what's going on, why we get worn down, you know, why we're weary in our lives, is that we have to understand what's happening to us. Because I believe we come weary, we become weighed down when we're trying to obtain things, uh, achieve things, navigate things, deal with things things in our life that is not possible for us to do on our own. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to handle this. And we go so low. You know, it happens as we're carrying that bag, whatever it is that we're going to do on our own, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And as we push as we strive, as we try and deal with whatever it is, we continue to load ourselves up and we continue to try and carry it on our own. And weariness occurs when you're trying to obtain that which isn't attainable under your own power. 
It sets in when you are trying to carry a burden alone with your own strength. It settles into your spirit when you are trying to satisfy your own soul. You can't do it. You cannot do that. Even your best, at your very best, when everything's running full throttle, you are not capable of satisfying your soul. Do you know that? You will always come up short. No matter what you obtain in this life, no matter what you accomplish, no matter what recognition comes your way, you absolutely cannot satisfy the hunger, that that longing for rest in your life. I mean, I know we try. We, We increase our activities and the pace. We try and increase our knowledge maybe even increase our exposure to other people. But friends, your soul still longs to be satisfied. Your soul still feels empty because I'm trying to achieve something. I'm trying to obtain something that is impossible on my own. It's like chasing a mirage just comes up empty i mean we do it when we're trying to do things like trying to please people that are unappeasable how many of you know that's impossible to please everybody but yet we still try don't we some some try and control circumstances that are beyond their control. We, we try to control the future, we try to control what has happened in the past, and the baggage just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. You know, weariness comes in when we're trying to carry, when we're trying to do, when we're trying to achieve, when we're trying to navigate something that you just can't do. You do not have the power to do, but you keep trying anyway. Any, anybody weary? Anybody weary? You need to start by coming to Jesus Christ. Because it's not possible on your own. But get this, with Jesus, when we connect with him, all things become possible at that point. Paul writes, he says, I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It does not say I am self-sufficient. It does not say... I'm to satisfy my soul. It doesn't say I'm to control the uncontrollable. What that scripture says is I can't do it. But Christ can. It's impossible for me. But all things are possible with Jesus Christ in my life. Jesus says, come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, you just got to come. I haven't figured out why we don't go to 
God on a regular basis. Why we don't turn to Jesus Christ on a regular basis because, friends, that's where you find strength. That's where you find hope. That's where you find help. That's where you find rest. But Jesus says, not only does he he invite us to be with him, but he says, take my yoke. And and that's a strange term for for our day, particularly in our society. Because when's the last time you saw a yoke? I mean, really. It's just obscure. But basically, a yoke took two animals and it coupled them together. You know, usually an ox or horses. And they would put them side by side to to pull a a wagon. And so in Jesus' day, when people heard the word yoke, and he says, put my yoke on, they, they understood right away. They understood the metaphor. They understood that Jesus was inviting them to walk with him. I don't think we understand that today. In fact, I believe as I say that, some of you are going, yoke? Are you kidding? That sounds, that sounds awful. Being, being yoked to Jesus Christ? What, what are you talking about? Not, not me. I mean, I don't want to be yoked that way. But the purpose of putting on the yoke was to make the load lighter. The yoke benefited the the person that was weary, that was carrying the burden. So instead of harnessing one horse or one ox or whatever so that they could pull the cart or the wagon, you got two now. It cut the load. It lightened the load. That's why Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. Because... That was to symbolize partnership. You were not made to carry your burdens by yourself. Jesus says, I'll take part of it. He doesn't add to your load. No, he he takes off. And remember, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus isn't weighed down by anything. Remember, Jesus is God. He doesn't have weight limit in his life. In fact, he's stronger than you. And if you really think about it, for for God, juggling all the planets in the universe, creating this universe, keeping it in order, no big deal. And so when you share, when you partner with Jesus, it lightens your load. Is your load light today? Or are you overloaded right now? See, if you're feeling overloaded, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling the pressure and it's getting to you, I would challenge you to look and see if you're yoked to Jesus Christ. And I know some of you go, but but, but I'm I'm saved. It's not what I'm talking about. You, You can be saved and still carry a ton of baggage in your life. I watch people do it all the time. If you are yoked to Jesus Christ, it means you give him control in your life. It means that the bags that you're carrying, whatever they are, you just need to give to Christ. But every time you detach, disconnect, every time you want to play God, and you go, well, I don't, I don't try and play God. Yeah, you do. We do it when we go, it's all up to me. It's all on my shoulders. 
it messes you up and it weighs you down when you take that step. When you put on the yoke, you're saying, you know what, I give up control. I submit myself to God and whatever God's plan is. I submit. I'm going to allow God to direct me, to control me, to guide me. Paul puts it this way in Galatians. He says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. When you're yoked with Jesus Christ, you move in the same direction. It's impossible to go a different direction. It's impossible for you to go faster than God wants you to go. It's impossible for you to go the wrong direction because you're yoked and you've given up control to Jesus Christ. You know, I think one of the benefits that I have found as I'm yoked to Christ it keeps me from going the wrong direction. It keeps me from messing up as often. It lightens my load. Jesus says, walk with me, walk with me. You need my help. If you try to do this on your own, you're going to get messed up. It's my job, Jesus says, not yours. Your bags will get heavier and heavier. It will wear you down if you don't Let me walk with you and allow me to share the burden and to guide and to strengthen you. Allow me to empower you. And my question is, are you doing that in your life? You know, Jesus says to take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learning is connected to the metaphor. It's connected to being yoked. Because when you put two ox together, I don't know if you know this, but early on, when they first yoke two animals, they they take one strong animal, a a mature animal, and they yoke it to a weaker one, a less mature one. And what happens as that weaker ox or horse or whatever is moving with the more mature one, the weaker one begins to imitate, begins to develop And becomes more mature. Becomes strong. And see Jesus is saying. You know what learn from me. Imitate me. I will mature you. I will help you carry that load. As you walk with Christ. I believe some things happen. I believe you begin to trust God. I believe that you slow down in life. I believe that the longer you walk with God. You learn to keep perspective. In the midst of the storms. I believe that you find time to rest and you trust that God will see you through whatever it is. In fact, I think that's how you find the peace that God promises, that peace that passes all understanding. been reading through the Gospels and uh, it's a real interesting story in Mark 6, the Jesus and the disciples have just come back from a really intense time of ministry. And the disciples are are telling Jesus about everything they've done, everything that they've been taught. And there's a huge crowd that, that has been gathering and they're pressing in on them. In fact, to the point that the disciples and Jesus can't even eat. It's just overload. And it's interesting because Jesus assesses the situation and he turns to the disciples and he says, you know, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. 
So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Now, this isn't in Scripture, but this is how my mind works. I think the disciples are jazzed up. They're thinking ministry expansion. They're thinking about everything that needs to be done. They're excited how God's been using them. And they're seeing all the stuff that needs to be done. And they had no clue whatsoever that they were weary, that they were tired. People are pressing in on them. They want more and more and more from them. Jesus sees beyond the moment. Jesus sees the real need. Jesus looks at the soul of his disciples. And he knows that their soul needs rest. He knows that they need to keep their soul intact. He knows that their soul is weighed down. And he says, come to me again. Come to me by yourselves to a quiet place. And so they get in a boat and they're alone with Jesus. I want you to think about that. They're alone with Jesus. Jesus, the one that created the world, the one that spoke and it happened, the one that spoke and calmed the storm, the one that called Lazarus from the grave, the one that had the ability to restore the soul they're alone with. We all have bags. Some of you, you are unaware of the weight that you've been carrying. Some of, some of you have been carrying it for so long that you're just fried and weary. In fact, it was all you could do to get up this morning. What bag are you carrying? I challenge you to acknowledge what that bag is, that you would name that bag. Friends, Jesus knows. Jesus sees you. He sees your bag. He knows that you're weary. He knows that you're tired. And he says, come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right now, just... We tried to think of a way to help us understand this whole baggage thing. And I just invite you to to watch and... Allow God to speak to you through through this.